0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning,
1: everyone, and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by EMC and CDI Managed Services. I'm your host, Nicole Toptosh. All right, it's showtime, and it's my favorite day of the week. In the studio this morning, we have Kent Gregoire. CEO at Symphony Advantage, and we also have Myra Cisse, who is the managing member at Certification Consultants. Welcome to the show, everyone, and we're glad to have you.
0: Thank you.
2: Thank you.
1: Kent, why don't you get the show started and tell us about Symphony Advantage and what you do there?
2: Sure. At Symphony, we provide leadership development and business advice to CEOs, Um, As you know, the world of owning a business is complex, so we're doing that um, in the context of helping them work through complexities. And through exploration, um, we're there working with a CEO to help them identify unknown questions that can help them uncover really the hidden potential to help them continue to grow their business, or if they're getting closer to exiting, help them um, through the exit process.
1: You spoke about hidden potentials. When identifying those hidden potentials for CEOs, what do you typically look for?
2: I'm looking for things certainly that they're not seeing, they're hidden, um, but I'm looking for the levers that can be pulled so that it, they can, for instance, get greater growth um, in their top line. That's something that many CEOs are focused on. Uh, yesterday I was working with a CEO. They're getting closer to exiting from their business mm-hmm. and they're looking to increase their margins. And so while there are other things we're working on, increasing their margins are really important, not just the top line margin, but also the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So growth is um, at the center of many of our um, clients' companies.
1: Growth is good and increasing margins are even better. And to do that it would require a certain level of motivation. How do you motivate them to move forward?
2: Well, the motivation um, really comes down to why is it that they're looking to do it. I'm really getting deep and getting personal through that conversation. When we understand what their personal motivation is, we can then put in place um, the process that creates the behaviors that cause them to stay motivated. Um, that's one of the challenges I think oftentimes people have is they may be motivated at a particular moment, mm-hmm. but making sure that it's sustained throughout the life of our engagement. Usually our engagements um, are not project-oriented. Most of our clients have been with us for many, many years, so we get to know them really well, and that's just part of the ongoing process.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, you had mentioned Living in the Now. Can you explain what that
2: is? Yeah, Living in the Now is a program that uh, was developed a little more than 20 years ago, something I'm extremely passionate about, not only because I use Living in the Now, but it's had a, um, absolutely an outstanding impact on CEOs, their executives, and other employees. So living in the now is looking at time in a very different way. Um, Many have begun to realize that we're not able to manage time. So it's how do we manage our time in the context of 24 hours in a day? And so um, we work with individuals, in particular beginning with CEOs, to make sure that they actually begin to um, manage themselves in the context of time they're having control over their calendars, they're in communication with themselves and others. Um, And there's a lot to that program, Mm -hmm. Um, but when one actually decides to adopt it and we maintain um, the ongoing behavior of the program, people find a lot more um, sense of being in the now, which is why it's called living in the now, they're present. Mm -hmm. Stress goes down, more of the right things are getting done, They don't wake up and wonder what is it I'm doing tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and they actually have no to-do list, which is absolutely a major relief. I know because I was in overwhelm once myself, (laughs) and still on occasion I am.
1: Right, right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, time management is a key factor with living in the now, and you are not only a principal at Symphony. You're involved in leadership with two other companies. Currently, how do you do it all?
2: Well, I can say living in the now is part of it, but it's maintaining a really strong mindset, first of all, um, around how I see success. I understand success is going to be dependent upon me and not outside conditions. Uh, That's very important. And number two, you know, I take a very high level of um, responsibility, empowerment, and accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not perfect at this. If I was, I wouldn't be very good in coaching others. So Mm -hmm. fortunately, I don't always do it right either, and I'm quickly reminded how I need to make a correction. Um, But it's it's around managing myself in time. It's around my mindset. And it's also clearly identifying the role of being a CEO. And that's where I see many CEOs getting caught up. They don't understand the role of a CEO Mm -hmm. if they're looking to grow their company and manage, you know, very busy schedules.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Greg. We're speaking today with uh, Kent Gregoire, CEO at Symphony Advantage on silver lining in the cloud. Now, Kent, how does communication play into living in the now?
2: Oh, communication is a big part. We um, Part of living in the now is creating clarity in our lives. So uh-huh. I don't mean at a superficial level. I mean at the most absolute level. So what is it that we're going to do? Why are we doing it? As in, why is it important? What's the outcome we're looking for? And the expectation that we may set for ourselves. We begin to look at that information and we can make a commitment and place it in our calendar. The communication is becomes really important when others begin to have expectations of us, ask us to do things, maybe delegate us projects, um, and, and have expectations around when things would be done. We need to make sure that we're only taking commitments in which we can own. So in that communication, it may be delegating something that you have on your calendar in order to get something down. It may be negotiating the time frame or the scope of a project that you're being asked to do, um, and from time to time, the necessity to um, renegotiate. You know, I find, and I know many CEOs um, find and become very frustrated when something is due and you don't find out about it until the moment it's due or it's after the fact and you know that that's very challenging Mm -hmm. and um, and can cause a host of other issues so being in communication about your calendar um, is is critical to living in the now
1: Mm -hmm. communication is key especially when you're orchestrating your business now from a company Or perhaps from a personal perspective, what other factors are important to ensuring success?
2: Well, I think for a CEO from that perspective, a business owner, it's really important that they understand their role as CEO. Now, we all have a choice as to how we want our role to look. But if we're looking to grow our organization, we're looking to have more fun, bring the value that we're capable of bringing, we need to understand those particular dynamics. The first one certainly is, you know, making sure that we know where we want to go, that vision and making sure that our team understands it. We hear this all the time, you read about it, but I'm absolutely baffled by how many CEOs do not actually know where they want to go with their company, let alone if they have done that work, they may not be communicating it to their team. The next step would be certainly making sure that they're taking time and, you know, whether it's just 20 minutes every single day, working on strategy, strategically thinking about their business and moving it forward. You know those are really important things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing when to um, delegate you know, I maybe I'm a master at delegating, and most who work for me I think would say that um, – and by the way, I don't actually think of them working for me. They work with me. I, I put myself on a peer level um, all the time, and mm-hmm. I think that's important to leadership. Um, but, you know, it's, it's in that aspect of delegating. Uh, that's where empowerment comes in. I may be capable of doing it and can get it done. But if I'm not delegating, then I'm also robbing other people of the opportunity to learn and bring that value to our organization. And a lot of company growth comes from empowerment. Um, So and and then one of the other items would be around um, and, and speaking off from empowerment is most of the work we do is actually focused on people. Mm -hmm. So while we may look at finances, we may look at sales methodologies and all the different things that are necessary in order to keep a business going, we understand and have found repeatedly that the more focus on people and moving the people to a level of high performance is going to get the greatest results for the organization and the greatest enjoyment out of the employees.
1: I really like that attitude that you have, Kent. You talked about putting yourself on a peer level One of my favorite sayings is that teamwork makes the dream work and it's so important to be able to delegate and help others to grow. Now, do you assess companies and or individuals within those companies to help uncover inefficiencies?
2: Yeah, we're, we're doing it at both levels, um, but speaking about individuals, mm-hmm. we do assess individuals and we use a particular methodology, very well-founded methodology, and it's actually um, used in 100% of Fortune 500 companies at senior executive level and above. And I mention that just to kind of give some credence to this particular tool. Mm-hmm. It's known as the Berkman, B-I-R-K-M-A-N. And there are things we like about the Berkman that are not possible with other tools. And at the literally at the center of the work that we do and helping to change cultures into healthy cultures so that there's high performance, this tool is absolutely necessary. So we're certainly not a company that people hire us to do assessments, it's that the assessment is used. During the process with clients to get the results they want. Mm -hmm. And we do say that that particular methodology is part of the success that we repeatedly see with clients. Mm -hmm. And we're getting success a lot faster as a result of it, which gives the business a lot more confidence in the work we're doing and certainly an ROI very quickly.
1: Mm -hmm. As a CEO, two CEOs, do you have closing advice for any closing advice for business owners?
2: Well, you know, I, I think being a business owner is really challenging, and it's hard to compare one business owner to another. We get in business for different reasons. We have um, certainly, when we're in business after a while, we begin to explore that. Is it all that we thought it was going to be? Um, it's honing that business so that it works best for the individual. And I think that's something that. I see some business owners getting caught up in the act of all of these things to do um, versus finding the right people to actually execute in areas where they're not as strong. Um, You know, business ownership should come with it a privilege of being able to, um, you know, create the job you wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've met business owners um, throughout the years, and I'll meet many more who literally traded one job, they may have a business license, they may have grown a business, but they've created another job. And that um, they get tired. Um, They start to find decline in their company. Uh, That um, causes them greater stress. They start making decisions that are very costly. Um, those often are our best clients by Mm -hmm. the way most of our clients um, have been in business a long long time Um, I mean 15 years and more would be our typical client
1: Kent Gregoire with Symphony Advantage Kent how can our listeners get in contact with you
2: Sure. Well, our website is one good source, www.symphonyadvantage.com. Um, we've got some good information out there, and certainly either calling us. Our phone number is on the website, mm-hmm. but it is 404-949-0199. And um, we certainly have a place for you to also email us on the website, and those are usually the best places. We're also out on Twitter, symphonybiz is our Twitter handle, and um, as well as on LinkedIn.
1: Thank you very much. Great information on having a balance as well as sustained growth within your uh, company. Thank you so much, Kent, for uh, being on the broadcast this morning.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by CDI Managed Services and our co-sponsors at EMC. Next on our broadcast is Myra Sisse. Good morning, Myra, how are you? Good morning, how are you? Doing good. Give us some background about certification consultants and what you do there.
0: Well, at certification consultants, I help um, small business owners, women, minority, and veteran business owners in particular that wish to sell their goods and services to either federal clients or to corporate clients. And I help them by um, allowing them to, to get certifications that they may qualify for that can give them a competitive advantage in those spaces.
1: Wow, in a corporate and also on a federal level.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Because for some folks, you know, when they hear
1: that and they think government talk, it's like, oh, my goodness, I, I don't know, speak ah! it. I don't understand <laughs> it. Now, why should a business get certified? What's what's the importance of uh, getting certifi- certified?
0: Well, it it depends. There's several main reasons why a business should get certified. The first that I run into often with my clients is their client, their customer, is asking whether or not they're certified. Uh, Maybe they're a woman-owned business um, that's doing a project for a large Fortune 500 company Mm -hmm. or a minority-owned business in the same situation, and that particular customer wants to report that they're doing business with women and minority businesses. So the client is asking them for the certifications. Others... um, Decide to get certified so that they can go and and partner with other companies that may have been traditionally competitors in the past Mm -hmm. so that they can bid on larger work Mm -hmm. that they may not be able to do solo. Um, We talked about team earlier, but I'm a, a big proponent of team and that whole together, everyone achieves more. So, right. um, you know, certifications can allow them to partner with other companies so that they can go after larger clients. Mm-hmm. But those are some of the main reasons why why my clients generally get certified. That makes sense. Now, which certification is right for a small business? Well, that's a challenging question that I get oftentimes. I mean, and it's not really a challenging question. It's just more so they're they're oftentimes multiple certifications Mm -hmm. that a business can qualify for And just because you have a business owner that can get three or four different certifications doesn't mean that all of them are are best for them. Right. So I often answer that question with a question and um, with with several. So I ask, you know, who is their client? Who are they looking to serve? If their clients are other Fortune 500 companies, Mm -hmm. then they need to go after a certification that speaks to that audience. Exactly. If their client, however, is going to be a federal type government or military installation, and they need to go with a certification that's going to be tailored toward that particular um, mm-hmm. marketplace. So it really depends on that customer as to what certification is right for them. Right, what their sweet spot would be. Exactly. Now, do you only work with startups and small companies? No, generally um, startups are not the best candidates mm-hmm. for certifications, oh. simply because, um, you know, it's going to be very unlikely that a person just starting out in business is going to be able to have the capabilities to manage a corporate um, contract or federal contract okay. so generally my ideal clients have been in business three or more years but they are small according to the SBA's size standards now that can vary and you know Everyone has a different definition of small, but for SBA, you know, if you're in a construction type business, small could be 33.5 million dollars. Mm-hmm. If you're a food manufacturer or a, you know a farmer, small could be 500 employees or less. Mm-hmm. So small is relative in the space, but it is small according to SBA's um, mm-hmm. standards.
1: You spoke about um, typically it would be good for a company who. Um, has been in business for three or more years to get a certification. What are some of the other qualifications that are needed for these certifications?
0: Um, It depends on which certification. There are a few that are standard. If you're going after a woman owned small business certification, whether Mm -hmm. that's the national certification or the one via um, the SBA, you, of course, the business has to be owned 51% or better by a woman Mm -hmm. and that's owned and controlled. So what, what the SBA and the, um, the national certifying agencies are concerned with is making sure that The woman who owns it on paper Mm -hmm. is actually the one running the day-to-day operations, Mm -hmm. and they're not posted as a figurehead by maybe the husband or somebody else. Um, So they do have site visits and interviews that they do to make sure that those businesses are, in fact, um, owned and controlled by women. If it's a minority-type certification, then the same 51% or better owner needs to be some sort of ethnic minority, whether Mm -hmm. that's Native American, Alaskan Native, um, Hispanic, African-American, Asian-American. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just depends on the certification. Veterans, the same thing. 51% or better owned by a veteran or a service-disabled vet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Now, aren't certifications just entitlement programs? That I, I get that a lot, and that can, nothing could be further from the truth with okay. that. Um, you know, the, the fact that you have a certification does not guarantee anything. I mean, until you put that certification to use, mm-hmm. it's just like a piece of paper. I mean, like your your degree. I mm-hmm. mean, granted, it's great to have the MBA, but that doesn't mean manna from heaven is going to fall. Um, <laughs> so you still have to go out and market that certification, and you have to go make it work. Um, the certification program, and I tell people all the time, what it does is it provides opportunities and not guarantees. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to be able to... Um, compete for a particular contract or opportunity against other businesses that look like you so that you know other small businesses other women-owned businesses other minority-owned businesses Mm -hmm. other businesses that are within a certain size standard within your industry so you know if you're a telecom company you're not competing against AT&T for a contract you're competing against other like businesses okay We've
1: been speaking with Myra Sisay, Managing Member at Certification Consultants on Silver Lining in the Cloud. So Myra, I'm
0: certified, now what?
1: Does the relationship (laughs) just end there?
0: Well, that's one of the things that I've uh, tried to do with my company is provide um, total solutions end-to-end because Mm -hmm. I know my client, um, the thing that's not keeping them up at night is, oh, my gosh, if only I could get a certification. No. What they're Mm -hmm. thinking is if I could land a government contract or contract with at and I would be set in my business. So what I've tried to do is um, surround myself with other companies Mm -hmm. that provide additional services to help them get the point – uh, to that point from that piece of paper just the certification to landing that contract mm-hmm. whether it's with the government or um, even a subcontract agreement with a, a another larger company that's doing business with a prime like an AT&T or you know the Department of Defense or somewhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Now if I wanted to get uh, certifications where do I go to find information
0: about that? Well, there's a plethora of resources. The SBA is a great source of information for all of the federal certifications, mm-hmm. like 8A, HUBZone, woman owned Small Business, and those. But that source can be sort of like drinking through a fire hose. So it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> Um, I've got a ton of information and what I do weekly with uh, newsletter articles is educate my prospects and clients about certifications and I break it down in, in what I think are more bite-sized chunks on mm-hmm. my website. So mm-hmm. I've got a blog and a website where they can go to also get information about certifications that are not necessarily um, the SBA certification, mm-hmm. so the national certifications or your city, county, local certifications as well.
1: Okay. Well, a lot of resources are available. 20 plus years in a business.
0: What do you enjoy most about what you do? Oh, well, I mean... Working with business owners is the thing that I'm most passionate about. Um, That's the reason why I started this business, because um, when I worked as a business banker helping clients, the thing that I loved most was Mm -hmm. going out, visiting that business owner, just talking to them about their ultimate strategy, and then providing them additional ways that they could you know, possibly grow and leverage their business. Mm -hmm. And I know um, Kent talked about levers that they can pull for different growth opportunities. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things that I was most passionate about. So, um, and that still is. That's why, you know, my tool here is not necessarily to give any one business an advantage, but to give um, businesses that qualify a competitive advantage. And the the way that I do that is with certifications.
1: Very good. Now, uh, Myra, how can our listeners get
0: in contact with you to learn more about getting certified? Um, they can certainly reach me on my website, and that is com, mm-hmm. And that's the number eight, the letter A. That's one of the certifications. And um, also they can reach me on Facebook under the same moniker, 8A The Easy Way. And I'm on LinkedIn um, either as 8A The Easy Way. And um, What else? Twitter. Yes, I forgot about that one. (laughs) Like, I'm sure there's another. So So, social media platforms. That's great. And on Twitter, I usually Mm -hmm. go by Myra4050. Perfect, perfect. Mm -hmm. So they know where to go to reach you.
1: Thank you so much for being on the show today. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk to where we talk business to business. We'd like to thank our guests today, the CEO of Symphony Advantage, Kent Gregoire, and Myra Sisay, the managing member at Certification Consultants. We appreciate you both for being on the show today and thank you for your contributions to the community. I'm Nicole Toptosh with CDI Managed Services, where we work with companies to maximize their investment in IT infrastructure and cloud solutions and support. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. Until next time, remember, when it comes to IT solutions and cloud support, CDI Managed Services is your silver lining in the cloud.